Hello and welcome back to the Nutrition Rundown. My name is Jesse Rich. I'm an ultra runner and nutritionist. In this podcast episode, I'd like to go over exogenous ketones. This is a very growing subject in the sports nutrition world and also in the world of diabetes and epilepsy and other neurological disorders. So a very interesting topic indeed. So let's just get right into it. The idea behind exogenous ketones is that you may be able to increase the amount of ketones you have in your bloodstream without having to go on a very rigorous ketogenic diet. If you've tried a ketogenic diet, you may understand that it's not that straightforward and it can be quite restrictive. And if you haven't tried it, it can be very cumbersome to even dive into and even want to try it because it is very difficult. To define a ketogenic diet, we're talking about 50 grams of carbohydrates or less in your diet, moderate protein intake, and extremely low like I said, carbohydrate intake, high fat diet. So it can be very hard socially. It can be very hard in your home. Overall, it can be a very tough diet to follow. So the idea behind exogenous ketones is that you may not have to adhere to this diet and still benefit from the ketones. However, the research is still pretty new on this, and it's, it's still uncertain whether or not it would have the same benefits as the diet itself. In an athletic setting, you may ask, well, aren't carbohydrates the most energetic? Aren't those the most powerful when it comes to speed and endurance? And I would definitely argue, yes, they are the most efficient macronutrient for working on endurance and speed. So why would you even want to be better at using fat? Well, as the distance increases into the ultra marathon realm, especially up into 100 miles, it may benefit you to be better at burning fat. We know the term hitting the wall or bonking, that can happen because you're so dependent on carbohydrates that when you run out of them, or you run out of glycogen, you really hit this wall of fatigue where it's hard to come back from. So if you can learn how to tap into ketones a little bit more efficiently and often, perhaps you won't have those up and down peaks and troughs of energy throughout a very long effort, like, like an ultramarathon. That's the idea at least. So exogenous ketones, again, are pretty new to market, you know, being advertised to athletes. So again, the number one reason is to better utilize your fat stores and be able to transition from carbohydrate to fat. And another one of the reasons it's, it's being used in athletics is supposedly it can spare glycogen. So by using these ketones, you may prioritize them a bit more and reduce the reliance on carbohydrates, causing your glycogen stores to last longer. However, there's not much research at all backing that claim. In fact, you may have heard of Dr. Finney and Dr. Volek. They're very big in this field of low-carb diets, especially when it comes to athletics. And repeatedly, they've done studies showing that even if you're in a ketogenic diet, as an athlete, for example, three hours, they did a study to see if over a three-hour period, your glycogen would be spared if you're in a ketogenic diet. And they found that it's, it's not. In fact, 
in one study they even showed it can be burned even faster. So what's interesting is just because you're using ketone bodies as your primary source of fuel does not mean that you're saving your carbohydrates or rationing them more than you would on a high carbohydrate diet. So the idea that exogenous ketones would allow you to spare glycogen and be able to hold on to your carbohydrates longer than typical, until now, that has yet to be proven effective and actually working on athletes. So that part I'm, I'm skeptical about. Ketones, however, there has been some research showing that they do help in sleep, recovery. Sleep is a huge part of recovery. Ketones have been related to an increase in dopamine. Dopamine can help you sleep. It can help with brain health. And so if you can recover better, if you can sleep better, then exogenous ketones can really help out. Another instance in which exogenous ketones have been shown to be helpful is for extremely rigorous training. So they did a study showing that when people are day in and day out, basically overtraining on purpose, they're basically pushing themselves past their limit. Exogenous ketones help them do that for longer. If you're going days and days at a time, pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself, well, first off, your carbohydrate load, your, your glycogen is going to be lower regardless, right? I mean, you're just pushing yourself so, so hard that you're not able to replace your glycogen stores efficiently. So day after day, you're kind of running out of carbs anyway. So it makes sense why ketones would kind of take the place of carbohydrates because you're just not getting enough in super long, hard training bouts. And that's why I'm not surprised they're being used in like the Tour de France because those people, <laughs> I mean, personally, I think that's the most amazing endurance event in the world. I can't imagine doing something that hard for that long and not expecting to feel dead. In that setting, they have been using exogenous ketones quite a bit to help with recovery, to replace, if you're not getting enough carbohydrates in, the exogenous ketones can help to give you energy through these very long, hard days, day after day. In the application of disease, I absolutely understand the application. Again, in athletics, I don't know if anybody would argue that carbohydrates aren't the most effective macronutrient in athletics. I mean, I don't even know if Dr. Volek or Dr. Finney would disagree with that, that to go faster, carbohydrates are a better fuel source. You're trying to say that with exogenous ketones, you're trying to discount, oh, well, Instead of carbs, let's try to rely on ketones a bit more, but ketones are just not going to be as good as carbohydrates. When carbohydrates are falling low, then sure, ketones are a good replacement. And instead of just relying on your own ketones, you can get more substrate by having those ketones through a drink. So it makes sense in that application to be a secondary fuel source to carbohydrates. For disease states, you know, we're burning fat. We're, we're having ketones flowing through our bloodstream. 
all the time. And if we are sedentary, we are not using that many carbohydrates. We're primarily burning fat. So in this case, it's different. We're not exerting ourselves. We're already using quite a bit of fat anyway if we're just sitting around. So in this case, exogenous ketones make sense. Let's increase the substrate of ketones circulating in the bloodstream. They're going to be the priority because carbs aren't needed because we're not exerting ourselves. In this case, I can see why there's application for diabetics and people with, say, epilepsy. If you can increase the amount of ketones in your bloodstream and not worry too much about reliance on carbohydrates, then this makes complete sense to me in a disease state. We know that ketones are beneficial for reducing insulin, improving brain chemistry and in the long term with, yeah, like I said, things like epilepsy, again, raising dopamine, that's going to help your brain chemistry overall. So in that case, I see the application and I think that there's a lot of room for this to continue to affect people in a positive way. However, in athletics, very skeptical for the price point, especially, and for the disgusting taste, not very sure these monoesters are, are really going to be that big unless research really starts coming out showing that you can actually drastically improve your performance with these exogenous ketones. You know, if we're not seeing the top athletes really do this, it is a reason to question. The other things that I've touched on, like the sodium bicarb, and other fueling products, a lot of pros are using those products. So there's a good reason to look at it, investigate it. But pros are obviously, you know, working with professionals, working with scientists. And until a lot of people are using these exogenous ketones and there's a lot of research backing up, it just doesn't seem worth the cost to me. Again, I could be wrong and there could be a lot of missing parts to this. It is a new field of study. So who knows what's going to, you know, come of this, you know, and I, I don't mean to, you know, bash on any people that are producing exogenous ketones right now. Cause like I said, for disease states, they have a great market, but trying to advertise that to athletes right now, I think is a little premature. Uh, so we'll have to see what comes of it. So that's my take on exogenous ketones the ketogenic and diet in general, I just don't think is smart for athletes because like I said, and as most nutritionists and scientists can agree, if not all of us, that carbohydrates are the most effective source of fuel when you're trying to push yourself for long periods of time. Being able to be metabolically flexible, like I've talked about before, maybe these exogenous ketones will help with that, but that doesn't necessarily make you faster. It might make you more quote unquote bonk proof, but I'm still skeptical about these exogenous ketones and, you know, whether or not they're, they're applicable, especially in shorter distance bouts. I don't, I don't see why that would be helpful much at all. And again, the studies have shown that when you're looking at time trials and really hard efforts, it actually shows to not be beneficial at all and actually worse against carbohydrate consumption during those events. So that's my take on exogenous ketones. Let me know if you have any questions about this. Uh, thanks for listening to this podcast today. And until next time, eat smart, run fast.